Lag Game Club. Welcome to the Nerd Lag Game Club podcast, the podcast that gives us a chance to step back and play a game with friends. I'm Corey, and I'm joined with three party members today. Lauren. Hey. Tunza. Forgot to look up a new, like, saying for hello. Sorry. Uh, Dan. <laughs> hello. In this episode of the Game Club, we're entering the world that only knows tragedy and playing 2017's What Remains of Edith Finch. What Remains of Edith Finch was developed by Giant Sparrow and published by Annapurna Interactive. Giant Sparrow has developed only this game and the Unfinished Swan and are currently working on something, but it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, this was our in-between pick for the month of November, so Lauren, can you tell us what type of game What Remains of Edith Finch is? Um, it's definitely pretty much an all-story game. I don't know the exact, like, what is it? A they kind of that... call them, like, walking simulators. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess that's probably the best way to put it. I don't really know how else to describe. It, it's similar to, like, Firewatch and, like... Like, my, like, early interaction with a game like this is, like, Gone Home and stuff. Like, those, like, narrative-driven walking simulators. Like, it's linear, so you can't really get too far off the path, because it's just telling you the story. I know. All right, well, before we get into the game, I want to give the spoiler warning. So if you want to play this game, then I recommend playing it before listening. With that being said... Uh, who wants to begin the story of what remains of Edith Finch? I guess disclaimer. Usually we talk about our favorite parts of the game uh, that we're playing, but we're going to go kind of as a walkthrough through the story because it's pretty short and it, basically anything we mention is going to be a spoiler, so we're just going to go step by step. So the story starts as Edith, who wants to start the first little interaction. I nominate Dan. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess. I guess we can do it to the best of my ability. <clears throat> so, uh, Edith Finch, uh, you just kind of walk in to uh, her old house that uh, the entire family used to live at. Um, the doors are like all like, uh, like. Oh gosh, what did they use? They're, they're they're all like closed up. They're like sealed off with like what yeah. looks like people like caulking, like sealant. Yeah, yeah. And so you just end up going back through the back door. You kind of like look around a little bit, go through everybody's uh rooms, and everybody usually has like a uh, like a diary that usually tells like a story of them. I think the first one you end up running into is, oh, I don't remember her name. The, the first like little one girl is Molly. Molly. Is that the little girl? Yep. Yeah, and then uh, this one was super weird. I don't, I didn't look up anything about this game, and I I don't know what I was expecting. But uh, Molly wakes up. She's hungry, and she eats. What did she end up eating? Uh, first, you get up and you eat gerbil food. Gerbil food, that's what it was. And then you eat toothpaste. Yeah, you eat the toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you debate eating your fish. 
But you decide <laughs> not to. Yeah, and then you see a bird outside of the window. You, you forgot a bird. Oh, the berries in the bathroom. The thing them. Oh yeah, sure. the little berries. Yeah. Did the then, uh, there's that cat there. You no, the bird there, and then somehow you open up the window that's like partially locked, and then uh, you turn into a cat, and then you start climbing the trees, chasing this bird. Then you eat the bird, and then you turn into like an owl, I think. Yep. And then you eat some rabbits. Then you turn into a shark. Then you I, eat a a seal. I love and the then shark. You, when you turn into a shark, you just tumble down the hill. Yeah, you're just like tumbling so down bad. the hill. It's so <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> and then I you turn into that. like some, yeah. yeah. And then you turn into some sea creature monster thing, and then you eat some people. And then you go through a toilet, and then you end up back in your house in your room. And then you wake up. Yeah. Can I just elaborate that the sea creature that you turn into, I don't know if it's supposed to be, yeah, like a squid, like a kraken or what, but you start to climb, you're on like a ship, and you keep moving the tentacles further, and you scoop up people to eat them. I thought that was so cool. Like, I love that. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, no, 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 no. It reminded me of like, uh... snatch them up real fast. I don't know if any of you guys have ever played The Darkness, but it reminds me of that. Yeah, I did play The Darkness in a way. Yeah, because yeah, I think there's one type of ability that lets you like slither around everywhere. Yeah, I like that uh, one of the sailors is singing. Yeah, and you just, and you just yeah. you're like you can either listen to him or you can be like, listen, man, shut up. I just yeah. you get an I, my game also cracked crashed there, like at that guy. Oh really? Uh, really? Yeah, I like I waited for the song and then waited and then it just cracked. I also got lost on the boat. How do you get lost on the boat? (laughs) Dude, I tried to go under the little truck and then it wasn't working. So then I thought I had to go like somewhere else and then I got lost. Did you eventually let me go through the truck? Um, I will elaborate on that end point. You end up in back in your room coming through like the sewer pipes because you come out of the yeah. toilet and you go underneath your bed and then as Molly you wake up and you're it's like you again and you're writing in the diary and you're like uh I can you know I've only I can only be quiet for so long the monster's not gonna wait any longer and then she goes because I will be delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Like, I was just like, this is spooky. And I love it. We should also say that everything we cover in this game is how people die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all like, this whole game is just death. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there's yeah. a curse on the family. Only one person survives. Everyone else dies in unusual ways. That's the whole point of the story. She, like, talks about it while you're playing. Well, you, like, find this out more and more as you read, like, The Family Curse. Right. And you, um, I like how when you're doing these things, the words appear in front of you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, she's talking, like, she's narrating, but you're also able to see them right in front of you. I always like when they, like, kind of project the narrative in front of you. For sure. Um, 
but that that's molly that is the first interaction you have and it's like it's very weird it kind of catches you off guard because you're like what what am i playing oh yeah for sure oh yeah we never stated she was hungry in her bedroom because she got sent to bed with no dinner <laughs> that's why she was so hungry in her bedroom Pretty sure what killed her is eating mistletoe because mistletoe is poisonous. Yeah, probably. I assumed something that she ate is what killed her. Yeah, I, I assume, assume it's the also berries. how how gross was it to her funnel toothpaste? <laughs> oh yeah, I I could never do that. She no. just down that shit. I like. I feel like I did like a like a reaction to that. Like I tensed back. <laughs> like, ugh, how'd she do that? Um. But I think she she eats that berry and then that's that killed her. Yeah. Um. After Molly, we transition into Edie's and Odin's room. Who? So Edie is the great grandma, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No, Edie's just the grandma. She's just, just, like just grandma. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, Odin is the grandpa. Okay, so um, I will say this. Somehow I ended up beating the game without doing Odin or Rody or whatever you said his name was. Odin. Like, I never ended up finding his diary. I also finished it without getting Odin's story. So, like, I went back and played it and, like, found it. It's just a little flip picture thing. Yeah, somehow I missed it. Yeah, it just kind of explains, like, his backstory. Like, how he moved his house from England or Europe. Oh, yeah. And uh, then he doesn't make it. And the original <laughs> house is off. Like, it's in the ocean behind the new house. Yeah. Also, this house looks, like, super so bizarre. Oh, yeah, They had like... to keep just adding to it. Yeah. So it's all like up. It looks like a castle. Kinda, I guess. Because they just keep adding like rooms going up. Yeah. Um, Edie and Odin's, there's not a whole lot that happens here. You kind of just figure out like Odin's backstory. That's it, right? You just go through yeah. the newspaper reel thing. Yeah. 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 You see like uh, Edie here with like her newlywed husband. They like land. Sam or something, or is it Sam? I can't remember their names. I, I was going to say, yeah, that's like the hardest thing for me. Is I don't uh, know. I know they have a names. newborn baby at the time. I I can't remember who it is. But, um, so at, you find out that Odin, Odin's died, but that's how the house got here. That's how the, they were trying to leave Europe to break the Finch curse. Is essentially what his thought process mm-hmm. was. Um, Edie's like obs- like her room is like a just a ton of birds. Like everything is a bird. Um, then you move in, you go through the closet, which is a secret in- entrance, and um, you go into Calvin. This is Calvin and Sam, right? Oh, yeah. I believe so. If those are the right names, yes. <laughs> they're they're brothers. And yeah, the brothers. You don't find out anything about Sam at this point in time. 
You just know that he they shared a room. Um, and Calvin is obsessed with the idea of flying. So they have a swing set out back, and Calvin is trying to do like a full 360 around the the thing, like around the. Is it? It's part of a tree, tree isn't it? Yeah, it's like he wants to go all the way around like the tree branch. Um, so as you're doing this, you're kind of learning about his story a little bit and you're just kind of like swinging, just kicking and pushing, going a little higher at a time, a little bit at a higher at a time. And then uh, Edie calls for him to come in like for dinner or whatever. And um, yeah, so he keeps telling the story about how he wants to fly, how he thinks he's going to get there. and. Um, he ends up getting he ends up doing it, doing like the 360 around the branch, and then he ends up flying off the cliff that the swing Sometimes. is by. Yep, he launches too. He oh looks... yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's done for. Um, and that's how little Calvin dies. So not as elaborate of like a second one. I will say this game. Us talking about it doesn't really do it justice because everything's so visually appealing and like yeah. tells it like a such a strong narrative. Like when you see the room and you see like his like they're both divided, you see like his half is like astronaut stuff, <laughs> like planes. Like you get like more of a sense of the characters than what we're doing just or we're not really doing justice to that. Yeah, Hard. and, and Cal- like I said, Calvin's is a weird one because it's all visual. But yeah, yeah it's like um, 30, 30, maybe a minute long once you get into like the memory. Yeah, it's it's not too much. You just kind of get an idea of his backstory and then you end up dying. Um, after Calvin, you move your way up the stairs into Barbara's room, mm-hmm. which I personally, I think if if our friend Tony would have played, this would have probably been his favorite one. Probably. That's I what I it. said as soon as I finished it. Remember I told you that? So it's like I think Tony would really like that. Yeah. I uh so I did Calvin. Do you uh, who wants to take on Barbara? Uh, I guess I will. Uh Barbara, you go into her room and it's like uh well she has like a, a picture of herself, right? She's trying to like get over Well she's like a, get she was a kid actress. Yeah, she was a child star, and she is. It. I couldn't decide if she was trying to just get over it, but people wouldn't let her live it down, or she was still wanting to be a child actress. But like in her room, you find like a comic book, and it tells you like this narrative story about like, um, it just like her. I I can't. What's her? It's, was it her boyfriend? Her boyfriend's there trying to help her. Rick. Get, Rick. Yeah, he's trying to help her get like her scream. Better. Scream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he pulls a little prank on her, hides in the basement, which they're not supposed to go down to the basement. Or actually, I'm not sure that point in the story where they weren't supposed to go down in the basement. I would say probably not because the key's like hidden. Oh yeah, it's still in that. So yeah, it that's where you sh- it 
this uh, this part in the story also shows you where like the collect or the key is to get into the basement to continue the game, uh, which is cool. But they you lead in the basement because you're following a sound. You're looking for your boyfriend, and he's hiding. And you like he like leaves an elaborate trail of like blood. His crutch is on the ground because he had like a broken leg or something. And then uh, you pick up the crutch. You can knock over like pool balls. It's very like uh, cell shaded. Well, you're playing this part as if you were in the comic book. Yeah. Which was super cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, so then he, uh, you go down there, he pops out, scares you, and you're like, oh, Ricky, you bitch. And, like, (laughs) you basically, like, gather your stuff up. He goes, (laughs) and then you go, you go check for your little brother. Or do you check on your little brother before all that happened? Can't um, remember. What? I think you fell asleep and then he started like yelling or something. Yeah, then you go up to your little brother's room. Yeah. And then you don't see you don't see him when you go in there. I think he's in there. He yeah. is. His name's Walter. Yeah. Walter, yeah. He's in there. He's uh he's hiding. While you're in there, some hooked thing oh you hear on the radio. Something about a hooked, like, serial killers on the loose. There's a prison break. Oh, prison break. And there's, like, the hook man killer or something. It's something, like, real generic. Yeah, and then he happens to be just behind you. (laughs) You fight him off. You go through all their secret passages to kind of escape. Oh, my God, you push him off the thing. Oh, yeah, the banister. Yeah, and he falls falls through the table. Yeah, he falls through that coffee table. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It picks up. You're running away. Um, what is it? Does it re- the story reveal itself like right at the end there? Like, does do they do more? Well, I think the end of this one is. But you knock the... him off. Go ahead, Dan. You knock him off the railing. You go downstairs to like, I guess, see if he's still alive. I guess I, I don't really understand it. But you go downstairs, you check on him, and his body's gone. Mm-hmm. And then there's either a knocking or the doorbell keeps ringing. So you go to the front door, and then all the monsters like pop out behind you. We're like, oh, surprise! Like you did he does it, a or scream. whatever. Like she does yeah. her like gets her scream back in that way. <laughs> yeah, and. Um... I mean, that's basically it. They're like, you know, she's super happy and like all these monsters are around her. But then at the end of the comic book page, it's like the only thing left of Barbara was her ear. And it's presumed that it's Ricky since no one's seen Ricky since like before that night or something. Yeah, they um they talk about how they didn't find like him or any evidence of him. So I guess while we're here, did he kill her? Don't know. Because obviously there's not like real monsters. That's not like a thing. Yeah, did he kill her? Did a prisoner really get out and kill him? Because I don't know what that comic book's like really based on. Cause <laughs> right, I, I wasn't too sure on this one. Did, did you have any And it just ends. It just or... says like the, the monsters. Is... Uh, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, cause I never it... really considered it. Yeah, because it like just kind of ends, <laughs> and then the the narrator of the comic book, which is that like jack o' lantern dude, mm-hmm. 
He just yeah. kind of like, oh, like old Jack. Is that his name? Something like that. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, that's the end of the story. And he makes like some stupid pun. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, something about ear. Um, Eerily or something. Yeah. But then right at the end, it shows Walter underneath the bed and he had witnessed everything. Um, And then you come back out, like you close the comic and then you're playing as Edith again. And now you can go down to the music box and take the key out because, you know. From the comic book, that's where it was, right? And then this is probably my least favorite part of the whole game. Why? I did not like the whole Walter thing. Oh, I think his story thing was fine. I mean, um, it's it's super story. short. So Walter is essentially after that happens, he locks himself in the basement, and Edie takes care of him, but it's like a secret, essentially. And um, he's in like a like a bomb shelter kinda. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Um, so every you take control of Walter, and every day he wakes like wakes up at it's noon, right? Yeah. Well, he eats yeah. his can of peaches at noon. I don't know if he mm-hmm. wakes up. Yeah. So every every day at noon, he opens his can of peaches and he eats it, and you just you keep doing it like for a few days. And eventually Walter's uh, like, well, I don't think it's a few days. It's man. for years, but like, yeah, for you, you only it's like do 40 like, years because it yeah. jumps from like the 80s to like the 90s to like 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, but you only play like a few days of it. Yeah. And um, after you do it, he finally goes, hey, I've had enough. He's like, I'm tired of being scared. Like. I'm over this. I don't want to be trapped down here forever. Like, this is the day. The shaking. Oh, there's shaking. Every day at At noon. noon. It's like the whole bunker shakes. And uh, he thinks it's... What does he think it is? A creature? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what he Um, thought it was. But it shakes every day, and then it it stops. And he's like, okay, that's weird. And then he goes a little longer, and he's like, oh, it's been X amount of days. Since there's been a shaking, he's like, I'm tired of this. I think it's gone. It's got bored of waiting for me. He's like, I'm going to leave this bomb shelter. So that day you get up and you go further into the bomb shelter, which leads to like a cave exit. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> you is you hit the thing open, right? Don't you like you break the wall? Yeah, break the yeah. wall open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so you're basically in like a cave with like railroad tracks. Yeah, like a tunnel. Um, a railroad tunnel. And you start walking towards the light and you're like, oh, like he starts talking about how if he lives the next, you know, 30 years or the next one one week or one month, one week, one day, he's like, I'd be happy. And uh, you get to the edge of the tunnel. You finally get to see outside and he gets blasted by a train. Yeah, because the train yeah. was late that day. That's why there was no rumble in that day. Yep. 
Yeah, how how fun. Yeah, yeah, I was sad, but I like I like that he was like, oh, you know, I want to take in everything. I'm no longer scared. And it's like, of course, the yeah. time he drops his guard. That day, you're like, great, like, you know, dead. Um, after that, you go back to being Edith, and you go through the cemetery. Yeah, you go and look out like the telescope thing, and you well, look at the you, old house. You end up following uh, Walter's path, and then at the railroad track, it's like all broken down and like collapsed. But where he died at, there's like a little memorial for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's cross a cross. And flowers. Yeah. Um. So you do that. You look at the beach. You kind of see like the old house in the distance. You end up working your way through um, the Finch Cemetery. Yeah, which they state that, of course, their families like started the cemetery before they even built the new house. Yeah, so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you, you go through the cemetery, <laughs> go up to the very top, you look through a telescope, you kind of take like a closer look at the old house. Um. Then you turn around and you do the other half of the cemetery. Yeah, you like cut back through and gear to like the left, I believe. Yeah, yeah. and this is the one where like I think your siblings. Yeah, it's like where you like your family, like your mom, uh, and then your siblings like, are, they... are buried, and they kind of they kind of like brush over this at this point, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um. And you end up climbing up like a tree house. And once you get to the top of the tree house, you take a like a a tree branch and go to the top of the garage to make your make your way to this balcony. But while you're doing this, this is where you find out that uh, Edith is pregnant. I mean, you might have figured it, but like she actually blatantly states it at this moment. I think also her shadow like showed it a little bit. I can't remember. <coughs> oh, is she like two months at that point? Is what she said? Tw- 22 weeks. Uh, 22 I think weeks. is what okay. she was. Do you remember, Lauren? Something like that. Are you like dying in there? Are you alright? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Um... But once you get over to the balcony and climb in through the room, you end up in Sam's room. Which, so Edie has to be great grandma. Yeah, now that you say that, because that's your grandpa. Sam is Edith's grandma or grandpa. Yeah, Um, it's your mom, your Dawn's dad. Lauren, do you want to take a shot at Sam's story? Uh, I don't remember which one was his story. So Sam is like a, a military guy. He's like really into like guns and the military and hunting and stuff. The Bible. The Bible. No, the survival. I don't no, know if he's the Bible. The, the Bible. <laughs> um, is this the... Is it's this the one where the, you take the pictures. The pictures? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't feel like the story was super in-depth, but basically you're out with... Is it e Edith that's out with them? No, it's no, it's, it's Edith's mom. It's her Dawn. mom. Okay. Yeah. She's out. They go, like, out in the wilderness or whatever. And he keeps, like, they keep, are they switching off taking pictures? Yeah, he starts taking pictures. <clears throat> Every time it's like, oh, you know, like, you take a picture of him, like, doing something like, you know, cooking, stuff like that. I don't, I don't remember this one as well as everyone else, probably, besides the very end. Um, essentially, it just goes yeah. different segments, like, he takes a picture of her, like, just, like, at the campgrounds, and then he takes a picture of her, like, I don't know what he's doing at the time when she takes a picture of him. What, kissing? Oh, yeah, when he's taking yeah. a piss. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of just, they alternate back and forth, and then at one point, he takes a picture of Dawn as she's looking down the scope of a rifle. He had to shoot the deer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't really want to do. Right. She says, Hey, I'm, I don't really want to do this. Sam goes, You don't got to do anything you don't want to do. Um, and she pulls the trigger. She does pull the trigger and she shoots this deer. And then uh, the next the next picture is you taking a picture or you set up the camera so that you and Dawn can hold up the deer. Um, and take a Together. picture with it because it's her first kill. And uh, so you set a little timer and then you run up the top of like, it's like a, like the edge of like, kind of like a mountain, like a little like cliff. And, and she's uh, telling you it's still like, it's suffering. It's still breathing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Sam gets over there and as the camera takes a picture, like right before the camera takes a picture, the, deer shoots up and knocks him off so the picture yep. is like him like falling which fuck <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah oh yeah that's probably like the worst one but that I mean that story's good because it's all about like like her bonding with her dad who's become like become like a survivalist yeah he's also he just never really adjusted He's also really into photography, which is why he yeah. takes like all the photos. Mm -hmm. And uh, so essentially, he falls to his death from that. Um, and that's the last photo. But this part's cool. The part that I really like about this is every time you take a photo, like a photo, Edith's hand moves that photo to look at the yeah. next one. Um, so it's like she's actually looking through and telling the story through photographs. Which I feel I think like that's really cool. I feel like that's something that this game does really well is to keep reminding you that this is like something that she's looking at or whatever in the real world versus like, oh, it's just a cutscene of us seeing the whole thing. They try to keep you like keep your mind knowing that. Right. So this isn't like some like She's like, oh, I'm looking at this, and now I like jumped into the photo, and I was there, kind right. of moment, or just cut like a flashback. This game just does such a good job at just telling the story, like like visually, it's so good. 
Mm-hmm. Like it just keeps you like intertwined because it's it moves fast. There, it doesn't really feel like a slow burn. Yeah, and I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but every time you do one of these, Edith fills in a picture of that person in like yeah, her family tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like as you go, she fills in. You kind of like see names, and you're like, I don't know who that is, but uh, you move like through the family tree. Uh, after Sam is Gregory and Gus's room. Gregory's is the like one of the saddest things ever. Yeah. Um. So Gregory is an infant baby, and he's like three, two or three. Yeah, he's like a, a, a toddler. He couldn't be any older than two years old. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, on everything, it always gives like their dates, or, like birth yeah. and then death. Yeah, yeah so, I can't remember if he was a year or not. So yeah. you go in, you find his like crib, and there's divorce papers. So the divorce papers are basically like the parents are like they split because of this. Um, and then you kind of like you get like the image of what took place. You're playing as Gregory, he's taking a bath, and. Uh, you're kind of playing with toys. It's it's like the perspective of a child where everything like is his imagination taking over like the little frog can jump on its own. And there's like little toy guys that are like swimming in the water. And he's like, it's like very like, ki- like it's Robert a kid. Duck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you your mom's like, oh, you know, you're about done taking a bath. She walks away. And you start playing with toys and like more toys are falling in as you do things. Um, And then she comes back and she lets the water out. And then the dad calls. And the dad is narrating this part, which is kind of neat. And he's like, oh, like if I wouldn't have called, like you could, you probably would have still been alive. But um, so essentially what takes place is your mom goes to answer the phone Gregory the little kid knocks the plug back into the water and he turns on the faucet and uh, the water starts filling up in the tub and then he imagines that he's swimming with his toys he imagines that he's the frog oh that he's the frog yeah Um, and he swims with his toys and there's like seaweed and it's all like bright and colorful and uh, he gets over to what the drain essentially is and uh, you swim down the drain, and then that's how it ends. You find out that Gregory Brown in the bathtub. Which, wow. Gregory was also one years old. One? One year old. Yeah, I'm looking at a photo of from the family tree. It says 76 to 77. Okay. So, one year old child, he, he drowned in the bathtub. Causes the parents to get a divorce. Then you move over to Gus. Which uh, Gus is really against his. Is it his dad that's remarrying? I I, I couldn't. I think so. I think, yeah, I think it's his dad. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Did, did anyone want to take this one? Um, so basically, you're Gus, and you're at like the wedding. 
or wedding reception. I'm pretty sure it's the wedding, right? I think it's the wedding, it's yeah. Both. Okay. Anyways, um, you're flying a kite, and you just you're using the kite to kind of like you are hitting the letters and kind of making them be like, oh, like tell the story, which is really weird. And uh, you end up giving your dad the bird because you you really don't want to <laughs> help with anything with the wedding. And somehow there's a storm that ends up coming and uh, everything starts going flying. The kite starts taking up wind and you end up going flying with it. Is that what happens? No, I no. think the tent crushes you. The tent, yeah. tent flips over and knocks over that like totem pole looking thing. That has like all the weird things. You see it down on the beach when you're coming back from like Walter's path. It's like a bunch of like tiki statue things. And those, so those crush you? Uh, yeah, it falls on you. Like the tent flips up, knocks that thing onto you. Okay, yeah. That... This part's pretty short, and it's also told in poetry. Yeah. Yeah, by your mom, like Dawn. Yeah, like everything, Her like uh, everything just rhymes and it goes together. It's pretty strange. Um, it also ends on a dark note. We didn't know you were gone till we found you. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Like he was just there for like a while. Like after everybody else probably evacuated, right? Um, so that's like that's pretty dark. But just mm-hmm. he was very unhappy with them getting married, and then he lost that child too. Um, after Gus, you go through Dawn's room. Yeah, and you see, like she talks about meeting her dad. You're well. You- your dad in what India, San Sanjay or San Sanjay? So I think it's San. Is it Sanjay? I think so. Yeah, she meets him in India, like, and I can't remember their story. Like, I don't remember why she's there. I yeah, I don't know. I should have took oh. notes, but. This one was I'll be like honest so with you, short. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So your dad, like Edith's dad, Edith's dad, and your mom Dawn, they meet in India, but I don't remember what the context of it is. But you cut through her room to eventually get to your brother Milton's room, which lives in a fucking boat on the house. Oh, and uh, you crawl through the window of Milton's room, and he has a pulley system in his room, mm-hmm. which is cool. And uh, you pull yourself up to the top, which it's more like a lighthouse, kind of. What it reminds me of, but I don't. Is it a boat? Are you talking about your brother? No, Lewis? no, you you're, go you're Lewis th- first. No, you go through Milton first. Yeah, you go through Milton's first. Oh, uh, Milton's is like a lighthouse looking thing or like a observatory balcony deck thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, his is really cool. It's really weird. So when you get to the top of Milton's room, you f- he's an, you find out that he's an artist. 
and he has a flip book. Yeah, so good. And uh, his story is basically told through a flip book. Um, and it kind of shows him like, what's he draw? It's like some kind of mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're flipping through it, he goes to the mirror. And I don't really, I can't remember this part. Do you remember this one better than me? I mean, the overview of like the talking is she, she talks about how Milton was like passionate about the arts. Cause like, um, I think it's either after your dad dies, you guys all move back in with Edith. And like take over Milton, like your grandma like will push Milton to like draw and stuff. That's why she gave him that area. And at some point, she mentions that he found a secret of the family, and your mom didn't want him to know. And whatever, whatever he found, he disappeared right after. And ever since then, like your mom has like been super worried about everything. Yeah, so this is another one. Is the family involved? Is he even dead? Uh, I think he's the only one that's confirmed, like, well, not dead. Because he doesn't he's have, missing. like, a death. They just said he left. He just disappeared. Right. Oh, right. yeah, he's the one that's missing. Mm-hmm. Right, but the flipbook's okay. done really well. It's cool. I like. It's that. actually it's just... a flipbook. It's 100% a flipbook. You can control it. You can stop on each page. Somebody made a working flipbook in the game. Which is super good. Um, and then after Milton, you go to Lewis's room, which is your other brother. And he's the one that lives in a boat. Stoners. Stoner. <laughs> and uh, I know Lauren likes this one a lot, so I'm going to let her explain Lewis. Lewis's story, the one where he works in that like factory or whatever with the fish. Yeah, the fish. Yep. Yeah. The salmon factory. So tuna. I don't know what it is. Uh it is salmon. Okay. Yeah. It's a salmon one. So basically you find like is it his papers from like a psychiatrist? Yeah, yep. And that's where you learn the story from him, but uh he blamed himself after Milton's disappearance. This is like straight from their like wiki thing. But I really liked his room. His room had like a hookah in it. It had like all these posters. Yeah, Pretty sure wild. Stoner's room, like oh yeah. What do you imagine a stoner room to be like now? They talk but about in a, in a boat on top of roof. Yeah, they talk about how it always it still smelled. <laughs> Yeah, she said, oh, that familiar smell. Yeah. Yeah, so he he works in this uh, factory, basically. His job is a fish comes to him, he slides it over to the thing to drop down to cut its head off, and then he throws it up ahead of him, like, to move on on the line, I guess. But eventually he's just, you know, sick of his everyday, same routine, crazy, you know, not doing anything but that every day. And he starts to daydream. So the more he daydreams, it starts out in like a smaller section on the screen you play. You know, he goes through. In the daydream, it's like super colorful. I don't remember how it starts out. Well, it's like, uh, it originally starts out as like 
as old of a video game as you could think of. It's flat, and you're moving just like a simple thing through a maze. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Um, and then also this whole time you're you're cutting fish's heads off and at right, the same um, time, yeah, you're just like doing right the stick job. is cutting the head, and then you're you're throwing them into a like a trash can or not trash can assembly line, and then your left stick's like controlling the daydream. Right, so then it starts out very basic, and then um, eventually it starts getting a little more detail, and he starts, like, the reading starts explaining more how he felt. Um, that, you know, in that imaginative world, he could dictate what was going on. Like, he felt important, essentially. So he goes on, like, quest, and he, like, conquers these towns. And then, uh, as Lauren said, it starts getting like uh, more like colorful and like bright. And as you progressively get further and further through the story, it takes up more and more of the screen. Um, and then there is like that river part. Did that make a difference? Oh no! I don't. Well, you chose like the music and stuff. I don't know. I think you just set the tone. Yeah, I think you could so. make, like. Yeah. The king, if you were going after a queen or a king, um, or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, and yep. And the music. So uh, by the end of him telling the story, like it talks about how his work consider him to being like the ideal employee. Like he even though he stopped talking at work he saw he forgot to go home from work yeah your mom couldn't even get him to go home because he was so zoned out yeah um but then he gets the part where it's like a, a full 3d like game in his head essentially and he's like the king and he's about to get like you know crown king after conquering all these cities and he names them like after different things like uh st louisburg yeah um and he's just it, like in his own world so he gets to the end and uh you walk through the castle door and you kind of transition back into the salmon shop and you like walk down the corridor and you actually come up behind yourself and he's literally watching himself do this job which i thought that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. um and then you climb up the belt that you would be putting the fish on and um you go through another door and it's back into like the king's room of your imagination and uh there's like oh all these people are celebrating you and they're like oh the last thing you got to do is come up here and get the crown put on your head yeah, you, like, bow your head to get the crown. The whole time you're just looking around, everybody's clapping, they're cheering for you. It's like the life he's always wanted. It's like people to, you know. Oh, I think even in his dream, he knowingly puts his head in that, like, guillotine. Yeah. So yeah, he bends he his does. head down to put the crown on, and the guillotine comes down, and uh, that's how it ends. So yeah, like, is it implied that, like, he, like, happened at work or just died i, I think this is a suicide man i'm yeah, pretty sure it's a suicide. In the world. yeah but i like i didn't know if it happened like there at the line he was just like oh yeah just gonna... i would assume so 
I I thought so with the whole guillotine kind of thing. Because it's like the same thing that cuts the fish's head off. Like yeah. Um. But fuck, man, this one like really caught me. I was like, whoa, like I found myself like really in depth with the story and I was like really into it at that point. That one tells it very well because it makes you do two things at once. Which can I say is just kind of annoying to try to do, man. I I couldn't (laughs) keep focus on both things. (laughs) Oh. At you one point, there was like five that? fish laying there, and I was like, "Ooh!" I, I had to wait for fish. Yeah, me too. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, no. Dan just can't wow. multitask apparently. <laughs> yeah, I can't focus on two things. But uh, I, 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 yeah, this is like I didn't expect it to be a suicide. Me neither. Um, but it kind of gets you thinking about like everything else leading up to that point, where it's like, is it all suicide? Like all of them? I mean, obviously or... not like Sam's, because like his was like a deer. But like some of these like make more I sense if it's a suicide. I wouldn't think Walters would necessarily be a suicide. It was just bad timing. Yeah, I I mean it. It's just I think, I think open. they might. I think. Let's keep going before I say what I think. Okay. After you finish Lewis's room, you go up a staircase and then a ladder into Edith's room, so your own room. And uh, she's like a writer, essentially. She likes to write things, is what I got from that. Journaling and stuff. Yeah. And um, so you pick up a book and you start reading um it's basically your journal from when you were a kid before you left the house explaining like the last night that you were there and uh you're having dinner with Edie and your mom and they get into a fight and you said hey can i please be excused and your mom's like yeah go ahead and you sneak into the library and you start reading Edie's story um that starts out with your grandma says, because your mom's trying to get your grandma to go into a nursing home at the table. And your grandma's like, I have a present for you in whatever space, like knowing, like hinting at the hidden door that you know about. And then your mom's like, yeah, we got to go. And then your grandma's like, all right, here we go. We're going to argue as like she leaves. <laughs> and then that's when you go into that like library thing. Oh, okay. And then you find, like I said, you go in there and you, she leaves you like a book about her story. Well, it's the whole family story. Like every, it's like the start of like the, like, cause she mentions every Finch is in that library somewhere. Oh, like, okay. every, like their story is like there in that library somewhere. Um, but once you start reading the book, you like, it explains how Edie looked at that house every single day. And then there was a, an earthquake off the coast. Mm-hmm. And it caused the the tide to be really low, and she's able to walk out there. <clears throat> so she heads out to the house, um, and eventually you get there, and like it, everything's like there's like a desk and like a table, and you come to like a gate and you open the gate. I don't right. remember how this ends okay. after that. 
Um, you go through the house. I can't remember what she says. Like she says something about like the family and like how like some of the house. But then your mom interrupts it as she's like telling like you're reading something like supposed to be like I would. I got the feel of meaningful, like like the secret. Yeah, or something about like it, something of more like more in depth, and then your mom interrupts. You guys get in a struggle. She rips, she you know, rips she rips half it. the journal. You rip half. Then you leave that night, and your grandma stays there because your mom's like, "I'll just have it." Uh, people pick you up in the morning, and then she dies. Yeah, that night. Um, and then essentially, as you're leaving, you start talking as yourself again. And she starts explaining how she doesn't want this. Like, she wants to be able to tell these stories to her child. Mm -hmm. But she's like, if you're reading this, however, like, I know that that's not a thing. And you're... I assume that this is a birth canal. Like, you're playing basically the baby coming out. And uh I think that she dies during childbirth, but it never like blatantly says it. You missed the part where on the way there flashes to her mom getting sick like four years after they left that night or something. And her mom like wishing like she knew more, like told her more about the family. Oh, okay. I skipped over that part. Mm -hmm. But then she goes into like childbirth then I think you die while giving birth to this child. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it pans out like after there's a bright white light and it shows your, your son at yours, yeah. like at the house, but like at your grave, leaving you flowers. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it, right? That's the ending. Yeah. And you yeah. were playing as the son when you first got there as well. When you were on the boat thing because he had flowers in the journal oh i didn't even piece that together (laughs) i don't remember a boat at the very beginning before you even get to the house here before you even get to the woods there's like a little cutscene of like you looking down with like light white flowers in a journal yeah totally don't remember that of course (laughs) you don't i just didn't piece it together but that makes sense, actually, because everything is essentially like a story being told to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and from her perspective. Right. So that is the end of Edith Finch. Um, we kind of talked about the story pretty like in-depth. We talked about the gameplay. Everything's just kind of like a walking simulator in the aspect of like there's you don't do a whole bunch. Kind of like hit a button to interact with stuff, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of just move around. Uh, so what about art and music? Uh, art's fantastic. I mean, the music, I don't really remember. Like, nothing's standing out to me. Like, it fit, most of it fit all the atmospheres, because each story had a different tone. Uh, like, still always somber, but, like, different. Um, the house design was probably my favorite thing. Yeah, the house is crazy looking, and I think graphically it looks good. Um, I notice that right away when you're walking through the mm-hmm. woods. Yeah, I think it it looks good. Like the char- like the character and like the charm there. Like, I this game is best like listening to us talk is fine, 
but you should go and play it, even if you know the story. Like at least you'll be able to tie like tie together a little bit of the pieces. Right. I I knew kind of what was going on before I played this, and me too. I think it playing it has really opened my eyes to what it actually is and how good it is. Yeah, agreed. I knew like most of the plot points and the ending before going through. Still a fantastic story. I'm happy I played through it. Like it got to experience how they wanted to tell the story. Yeah. What what do you think, Lauren? Dan? I mean, yeah, kind of hit it on the head. Like the the graphics and the art is pretty good. I liked. Uh, I sh- I shouldn't say all of them, but you know the difference between Lewis's story and uh, whose story Barbara's story. The art style changed for those, at least for like the comic book, and then uh, Lewis's like daydreaming like 3D render. Oh yeah, video Kinda game is nice to not be the same type of thing the entire time. Like it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it changes it up enough. Um, that it's like it wants to try something new, so it just does. Oh yeah. Um, what about you, Lauren? Anything about art or music? Um, I mean, I know me and you have talked about it. This game, like exceeded my expectations of it and like you guys were saying like the art style changing up for different kinds of storytelling blew me away it made the game like for the beginning of it i'm like man if all i'm doing is walking around this house retelling these stories it might get a little tedious but they always change it in a way that makes you like interested if that makes sense. They're like they're not like, oh hey, we're just gonna show you, like I said, a cutscene or like a flashback or whatever of what happened. They always have like a unique storytelling way of showing you what happened without being like, hey, you know, that dude killed himself or that baby drowned. It was like a better way open. of telling it. Yeah. yeah. It's not all open to like your precipitate or like for However sure. you, like, perceive it. And I, I really like that you walked around the house and you kind of, like, you you walked around to experience it yourself. You weren't like, oh, now go into this room. This is where you find this book. This is where you find... It's like you kind of just explored and found stories and yeah, art I mean, was it, super good. The music fit it. Nothing that was like, oh my god, I'd want to download this soundtrack, but it fit the stories really well. I'd agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it, it fit like the... Um, like, everything just fit how they wanted to do, like, a linear story. Like, there was, like, like you can go and do, like, r- any room or whatever, but, like, you are always going to be on the right path, even if you explored. For sure. I, I, like I got that. lost, so... I like that in the house, you can go immediately to the next story. But if you just walked around and looked at the walls and the pictures and like the things it took, like that each room gave, it made it a better experience. I agree. And, and if you rush through it, you still get a good, solid story. 
but if you actually look around and take your time, like there's a lot that you see, like you see like family photos and like, you know, what type of books they were reading or what they're into or whatever. And I think that brought it to life more than just the story. If you were to just run through the story. For sure. Um, so how about time to time to complete about how long did it take you guys to finish this? Mine was roughly like an hour, hour 15, something like that. It was pretty short. I think I was two hours. Mine was also around two hours. I think mine was around two. I'm not too sure. I feel like that sounds about right. At one point, I know Lauren's time got screwed up because I called her. Yeah, he called me, so all I did was pause the game. So obviously Steam was still counting it while I was on the phone with Corey for like his 30-minute drive home. Yeah. So I was just sitting there. Um, well, I had my game crash, because I think it says like an hour 45 or two two hours, but it's like it crashed when I was like in that Molly port after I explored like a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, it's a pretty short game. Uh, we're coming to the end of the episode, and I always like to ask a question relating to each game that we play. So my question for What Remains of Edith Finch is, do you feel like the curse is real, or is it just a way for them to deal with their grief? I feel like there has to be some type of curse. Like, not every single person should just be this unlucky. I would agree with that. I feel like there's no way, there's no outside like force. power, force, whatever you want to use that every single person in the family ends up dying in a unusual mm-hmm. way, except for one person. Oh, I mean, a little both. I mean, most of the things that like, if you realize every story, they're all kind of caused by themselves. Like, no, like not knowingly, like Walter walking out on the tracks, he didn't know the train wasn't going to cut or was running late that day for the little kid, ignoring everybody to, out of spite, playing with his kite and then getting crushed by like tiki torches or like, yeah, everything's just kind of done. Like everything's almost done to themselves, but in a different way, like, and I like, I don't necessarily say it's a curse because like in Molly's case, it's a child oh, she... eating something that she's not supposed to eat. Yeah. She ate mistletoe, which is poisonous. And then like, it, it just, it all comes down to that stuff. But I mean, a curse is probably the best, better way to look at the grief, like a better way to look at it. If you think of all this stuff that's happened to your family, but they always let that curse get too much of them. It, from what it sounds like. At the end, they were kind of get hinting at that. Like, you should just live no matter what and not worry about it. Well, my thought process is kind of the idea of, like, if you think you're going to have a bad day, you typically have a bad day. Yep. Just don't have a bad day. So, just go to yeah. bed. Yeah, just go to bed. <laughs> um. So, like, I don't know if, like, that has any effect to it. Because you believe in something so much that it ends up happening. 
Um, and some of it is just like Gregory drowning in a bathtub. Like that can happen to any child if it's left alone in the water. Yep. A lot of it's just unfortunate circumstances. Right. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's a curse, but to some, like to kind of like bottle it up into one thing, I guess saying it's a curse is the easiest way. But well, just sure. like, there's no way you can have that many like unfortunate accidents, like to one family. I agree. But then again, I believe in things like karma and stuff like that. So, all right. So before we kind of move into the end of the episode, is there anything else you want to talk about for what remains of Edith Finch? Play no, it. Yeah, yeah, play, <laughs> play it. it. Yeah, my rec. I guess uh, well, we're, we're that's the next section. Is like. Okay. Uh, so each episode we go around and we always like to recommend, see if we would recommend the game and why or why not. So starting with Dan, would you recommend this game and why? Um, so I would only in the aspect that it was free with Game Pass. I don't know how much this game costs, but if it was like 20, I, I don't know. Like it's a it's a good storytelling game. But that's all there is to it is just the story elements of it which is fine and all but $20 I don't I don't know it's like I don't know you have to find that middle ground for yourself if you really want to go through it for how much it is if you have game pass yeah go ahead and play it it's enjoyable Lauren I have a rebuttal for Dan's statement. Oh, God. Um, I I have issues with price. However, I also think of it in the aspect of like, you'd be willing to pay over ten dollars to go see a movie, right? You'd be willing to pay twenty bucks to pay for you and somebody else to go see a movie for an hour, hour and a half. I mean, twenty bucks ain't that bad, but I would definitely recommend it. I know, like Dan said, it was free on Game Pass. You catch it on a Steam sale. I bought it for like four dollars. Same. Totally worth four bucks. I mean, it's probably out of the story-driven games that I've played. It's definitely in the top. Just the way they tell it. There's a good like foundation. The story's never like bland or boring. I think it's told really well. So I would recommend it. Tons of? Uh, 100% recommend the game. I mean, there's not... I have a bad track record on this because I can almost recommend almost everything because for... I think of for what it is. But I bought it for three bucks. I definitely got my money's worth. I even knew about it. Like, I was kind of struggling going in because I already do, like, like, about the game and how it ends and parts of it. And I still went in and loved it. I don't think we did a justice at all to this one. We're very like uh, a bit rambly and trying to like teeter between like telling the story and seeing it come to life is way different. I think they, I think they nailed it. I think they told the story in a super unique way that everybody should experience. So I recommend it. I uh, also recommend it. Um, I just want to point out the fact that if you were to try to buy this physical, it's like a hundred dollars. 
I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it to buy it physical. Yeah, no. To go on Dan's point of price, because a hundred bucks for like an hour and a half game is wild. That's a lot yes. of money. I would. Ju- I recommend just hitting a Steam sale. It's not nothing you like. You would miss out if you don't play. But if you're looking for something that's deeper than just like, you know, Minecraft or something. The kill time for like a little bit, like an hour or so. I think it's perfect, and I paid three bucks for it or five bucks, something like that. I, I hundred percent recommend it. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that it, the story is written for you, um, and you can kind of interpret it the way that you want it. Um, because what I see a story taking place and how it pans out, somebody else could see slightly different. Um, so, you know, you might watch, you know, the, the game with Lewis and, uh, I, I, I think it's about suicide, which it, it kind of leans that way, but someone else might have a different perspective of what was going on. Um, so I kind of like that, but it does like give you like just the straight story and it's done really well. Um, I'm a sucker for story games, so I would definitely recommend it. I had a lot of fun today talking about what remains of Edith Finch on NLGC, but before we go, we wanted to share where you can find us online. First, we have a YouTube channel called Nerlag where we're uploading some great content, so make sure to subscribe for the latest videos. We have a Facebook page at Nerdlag Game Club. Make sure you like that page so you can get all the latest news about the podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Nerdlag Game Club, where we share some of the latest gaming news that we find interesting and amazing. And lastly, we have a Discord at Nerdlag, where you can talk to us in voice chat and even join in in some of the games we're playing. So if you have any interest in that, ask us for an invite. We want to thank everyone that tuned in for this episode. And if you enjoyed, make sure you share it with your friends and follow us on Spotify. It really helps us out. Back to the episode. Uh, what did you guys... Did everyone play it on PC? On Steam? Uh, yeah. I didn't play on Steam. I played it on Game, Game Pass. Oh, you played it on Game Pass? On the computer. On the computer, yeah. Yeah, I played it on the computer as well. Am I the only one that had a crash? Yeah, I didn't have any issues. I didn't have any either. Weird. Uh, typically, we would do a final credits section, but this episode is already really long, so we're going to skip that this time around. Um, I had fun with this episode, and I, but I think it is time for us to install the next game and get ready for the next episode. So thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you for the next one. See ya. Bye. Bye.